Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. Hey. Hey, is it tentatively nice there? Uh, it's pretty stormy. Honestly, it's super stormy here, and uh, I was kind of scared. <laughs> Winds Maybe. have been howling here. Yeah, off and th on. There was a thunderstorm yesterday, so we kind of lost power. So I was really worried about that. We um, I took a walk about a week ago. I decided it was a nice day. I was going to walk to a store, maybe like a 30, 40 minute walk there, 30, 40 minute walk back, put an audiobook on, have a nice time. Pretty Looks far. like it's going to rain just a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, bundle up, be great. Longer I walk, just gets windier, the rain starts coming sideways, my zipper's broken on my jacket. I had that happen to me too. Yeah, not a good time. It's like... Uh, very nice right now and then in two days it's gonna snow again so oh we had snow Yay. too yeah that's right we had snow a couple days ago um crazy i didn't actually expect it it doesn't stick though it never sticks um but i was super surprised that it actually was snowing in april although honestly i shouldn't be that surprised because it happens a lot but no same here no the worst it's part is is like uh, my allergies are acting up because it's slowly starting to turn the spring or is it already? I don't know if it's officially spring. It's officially spring. Is it? Okay. I never pay I never pay attention to like the whole equinox thing. It's um, always around March 21st, depending um, on the year. I think it can vary a few hours and sometimes it can dip into the 20th or the 22nd. Huh. But good rule of thumb is the 21st. I, I usually go by the temperature. So once it gets up into like the 70s, if I'm converting that correctly <laughs> in Fahrenheit. In Celsius, it'd be like 15, 16. Um, then for me, I feel like it's spring. Anything below that, for me, it's the winter. So Definitely very spring-like. Hey, do you, um, do you purchase anything to deal with the seasonal weather changes? Mm, yeah, my uh, allergy medicine from the pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that about it. That, that wasn't the strongest segue. No, it was I've good. definitely done better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, uh, might as well just be blunt about it. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about uh, money, currency, and uh, ethically spending it. Yeah, a super difficult topic. I guess if we start off, it's basically impossible. I don't know if I would go that far to say it's impossible to buy ethically. So, I, and I think we've talked about this company before. It's everyone's favorite punching bag, Nestle. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's? Uh, I think it was the CEO famously said, "Water is not a human right." As they take water from places where people need water and resell it. You know who else did that? Coca-Cola. They Coca-Cola bought up a couple wells in Germany and they basically bled a couple cities dry 
I can't remember wh- wh- when exactly it was or where it was in Germany, but they bought up a couple local springs and um, it was so bad that a lot of people didn't actually have access to water because they needed so much water to like make the soda. Mm-hmm. So that that's crazy. The fact that people would actually sell water. I still find it odd, to be honest. I mean, so I, I don't really drink bottled water anymore, but I did for a while. Mm. And honestly, if you drink a bunch of different types of bottled water, you will notice a difference. Like uh, Coke's bottled water, uh, which... Dasani. Dasani. Dasani is gross. I hate Dasani. <laughs> like, it's awful. Yeah. I mean, I, the only reason why I would buy bottled water is if I'm stuck somewhere and I don't have access to, like, uh, drinking water. That's the only reason why I would actually buy it. I would never actually buy it to bring it home. Right. Um, I'm I'm refillable all day now. Um, and it's just more convenient. Same but here. It's it's so difficult. So just looking, I'm looking at what is probably an outdated like company chart of Nestle. Mm-hmm. They they own, you know, candy companies, ice cream companies, baby food companies, pet food companies, makeup companies. Uh it's uh, they own clothing companies, you know, of course, tons of food companies. It's, if you, I know they, they actually make app. It's so complicated. Now they make apps for this. You can download an app, say I boycott X, Y, and Z. And it will tell you what you can and cannot buy because it's gotten so complicated. And really? So I didn't know that yeah. there was actually an app for that. That's really cool. Unless, a- unless people have been lying to me. I've never used one myself. But still, it's a really interesting idea. Yeah, Nestle has bought up a lot. I believe it's a, I believe it's a Swiss company from the 1900s or the 19th century, um, but don't quote me. But yeah, I had a Chinese friend. Actually, sorry, she wasn't Chinese. She was Taiwanese. And she told me that you couldn't really drink the water in like Taiwan, at least not in the area where she lived. It was kind of dangerous. So they would always boil it or buy bottled water. And I always told her we would buy bottled water here, too, because at the time I used to buy it. And her response was, well, if you can drink regular tap water, why would you buy bottled water? Which is which is a good point. So ever since then, I don't buy bottled water. I mean, if it's there, I'll drink it, but I'm not going to buy it. Like, I don't I don't see the point. Right. It's just like a it's honestly just like a lazy, convenient thing. Like you can. Yeah. You don't have to worry about spilling. You can cap it. You can just, you don't, and here, here's like the, the peak of the laziness. You don't have to go refill something. You just grab a new one. You save yeah. five seconds. Yeah, I think that is definitely one of the reasons why it's, it's hard to buy ethically is for sheer convenience. Um, it's easier to ignore problems uh, than it is to make choices that avoid those problems. Mm. I would say. And I will say, I, I go out of my way to try to avoid Nestle products, um, but it, it is hard. And when I was, I, I need to be better about it now, but when I was like religiously counting every single calorie I had every day, losing weight in mm-hmm. um, COVID lockdown, there were some meals that tasted good, were filling and were low in calorie count. And they were all Nestle. And it was like, well, like, I feel bad, but this is helping me be healthier. 
and like live a better life. So I would buy them sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I never s- felt good about it. Mm, I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode or maybe it was just off the air. But so my wife and I are doing our best not to eat like meat products. Um, we're not like necessarily vegetarian or um, vegan in that regard. Um, but we do our best to avoid meat whenever possible. And I, if I remember correctly, you would ask me the question, um, well, like you, or you made the response that you can't avoid it like 100%. Like, I don't know, maybe in like the crops, some of the animals die due to like foresting or, or harvesting or whatever. Um, but for me, ethical buying is kind of like the same way or the same sense of like being vegan or being vegetarian, which is you try to reduce your harmful impact as much as possible. And if you say you went out of your way to buy Nestle, then I think that's still good. Like you, you, you can't avoid everything. It's just not possible unless you live off the grid. <laughs> right. And I know some people are very all or nothing people. Like if you like if you fail on your diet, well, might as well just go eat a giant family-sized pizza today. I lose. That's I mean, such... that's it's not. I mean, it's it's bad. But some people are like that. That's such a fatalistic way of looking at things, though, the way I see it. Um, there's this quote that I really like. I don't know if it was uh, Socrates or Aristotle. I can't remember. But it goes along the lines of, um, if you can't do any like good, then don't make it worse. You know, like if you can't improve the situation, at least don't make the situation worse. And and that's kind of like how I live my life. At least I try. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I think about that with uh, buying things on Amazon, too. Yeah, that's... Because uh... obviously I prefer not to support a megacorp like that, but it's just some things you just need to get on there. I th- And True. you're also, you know, the conditions they... I think they're slowly getting better because there there are finally being some unionization efforts that are becoming successful. Yeah, in New York, in those shippers are rough. Hmm. Have you seen the South Park episode where Walmart moves to South Park? <clears throat> yeah, and it ruins all the local businesses. Yeah, nobody, it, no, everyone says we're not going to buy, but they all do. Do you do you know what happens at the end of the episode? I can't remember. It's been a while. So um, for those who haven't seen it, like a very, very brief summary is Walmart comes to South Park and everyone starts buying there. And because everyone buys at Walmart, all the businesses go out of business. So at the end, they end up burning up. They end up burning Walmart down. And then they go down to some like local store that's super small and they start supporting that business. And then that business, because everyone buys there, (laughs) gets super big. And becomes the next Walmart, and then they burn that down too because it became too powerful. <laughs> so, I think like these mega corporations are kind of inevitable. Well, we used to have laws we'd enforce to prevent those things from happening. You mean like but a monopoly? Yeah, like you know, trust busting and things like that. Not allowing companies to get a certain size or to have a certain amount of influence over markets. I definitely think they're too big 
um, Walmart, Google, Amazon, uh, Facebook, um, Apple, like they're, they're enormous companies. And their wealth only grew during the pandemic. And people are like, well, you shouldn't buy at Amazon and, you know, support local businesses. But it's, it's super convenient. Like they don't ask questions. You know, if you don't like something, just return it. Yep. And it's, it's yeah, it's very seductive. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes it's just like not even close. Like I, I try to buy local. Like um, there's a local nerd shop here. When I was getting into the newest edition of Dungeons and Dragons, I went and I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll buy the player's handbook here. It was like 50 bucks, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm supporting a local business. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it, you know, immediately. And everyone's like, why'd you buy there? Like, check what the online price is. It's like 20 bucks online, brand new. <laughs> like, you're paying over double. Like, at a certain point, local businesses have to, like, try, you know? Yeah, I, I understand you have it, it's it's hard and you have a brick and mortar store, you have to pay for rent or property taxes or whatever. Mm. But if your product is over double the price, I mean, come on. Yeah, I so I bought this MX keyboard from uh, like a local electronics shop, and it's really it's like the best that Logitech has. I love it. It's I'd buy it again, like it's so good. And it was $130 for the keyboard, or it might have been more for like the keyboard and the mouse was like $130, $140, something like that. Super expensive. And it's like, you know what? It's okay. Like I'm supporting a quote unquote local business. At least it's a German business. It's not necessarily local. And then I go onto Amazon and I happened to see the keyboard I bought with the mouse and it was $40 cheaper. (laughs) And I was like, wow. And that's that's really hard to justify because I'm not rich. So, you know, I, I got to pay attention to how I spend my money. And uh, a lot of businesses went out of business because of that during Corona because they couldn't adapt to the online market. Yeah. Well, and what's unfortunate is, and, and in my example, and I think the same in your example, I don't think this is happening, mm-hmm. uh, but Amazon can afford and will willingly take losses on things to destroy competition and then when the competition's gone they can bring the prices back up yeah yeah i definitely know that um like they'll just make you know their you know their amazon brand version of you know socks at cost or at a loss like identical athletic socks to the a competitor right what are, what are they called amazon basics or something I, either that or amazon essentials yeah but honestly so, they might use both terms yeah but some of those caught on fire and they got a lot of flack for that like a lot of their extension cables uh blew a couple fuses and they caught fire so <laughs> oh good I, I have an amazon essentials uh small heater in my room yeah i, I would double check that <laughs> it lasted a year before oh. most of the heating elements went out yeah like they're su- they're dirt cheap like they're super they're probably like lost leaders. Do you know that term? Yeah, lost leaders. Like yeah. they're taking a loss intentionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think uh, what what's what's the company? The Costco. The, they famously sell chicken to get you in the door. And... No, it's not. It's not chicken. It's uh, it's the hot dog. 
Oh, I thought it was it's a chip. It's the $1.50 hot dog meal. <laughs> it has been the same price since the 1980s. And it was either the president or the CEO uh, said he would effing kill. Like someone suggested in a meeting, they change it. It's like, I will effing kill you. <laughs> you don't you don't play with the dollar fifty hot dog meal. It's it's not going anywhere. It gets people in the door, and then they put two hundred dollars worth of stuff in their cart. It's so about a dollar fifty is very suspicious. It's it's a dollar fifty. You get a uh, hot dog and you get a soda, and it's a good hot dog. Yeah. Uh, like, have you heard of like the hot dog principle? Like hot dogs and hot dog buns. No, like I think it's called the hot dog principle, which is like if you love something, never ask how it was made. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because of like hot dogs in New York, you didn't actually like a lot of the times there wasn't actually pork that was in there. So if you if you like the food, don't ask how it was made because you won't like it anymore. And I think that's kind of like the same with ethical buying: is we buy a whole bunch of stuff, but we don't necessarily care like where it comes from. Like a good example, um, I would say is electrical cars, because people buy them in the hopes that it's environmentally friendly, um, they're cheaper, and yada, yada, yada. But what I didn't think about, and it was kind of funny because I saw it on Facebook, is the batteries are often uh, sourced unethically from like certain African countries where there's a lot of cobalt, because you need that and lithium to make the batteries. So, like, on the one hand, the car itself might actually be ethical, but it might contain a lot of parts that aren't. And it's it's really hard to, you know, pick and choose. It's, yeah. I, it's either uh, you're all in or not, like double or nothing, basically. The, the classic, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. I don't like that phrase because I think it's like, it's like we were talking about earlier, like you're either 100% or in or you're 0%, you know, 100 or 0%. Yeah. I think it's still good to like, try to be ethical with your purchases with the understanding it's not possible 100% of the time um but that's kind of that reminds me of a video where uh there's a guy called uh I think Ed the Vegan and I kind of watch some of his YouTube videos and he interviews people why they should should or shouldn't be vegan we're not going to talk about veganism but he was interviewing a guy uh, and he was talking about why like why shouldn't he eat meat he's like well it's exploitation and the guy who eats meat, his response was, well, there's always exploitation going on. So, like, why bother? Like, no matter what you do, there's going to be exploitation. And I feel that's a very, I don't know, like, fatalistic or very blunt way of looking at the world. Um, I think we should do our best to be as ethical as possible. Um, the fact that we can't be 100% ethical, I don't think is a problem. I, that also sounds like a man who's defeated. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people, I mean, I feel this way a lot of the time. It's like, oh, you know, inflation's going up. Housing is like tripling in price. Everyone from California is moving to my state and buying all the housing. I, would not, I would not want to live in California. That's super expensive. Yeah, well, they. Uh, the thing about that is you can sell your uh, eh house in California buy a pretty good house here and that's and a lot of people did that during COVID. so our housing has our housing has gone up a lot here in billings in bozeman which is like a more a trendier college town near ski resorts mm -hmm. 
their housing has like skyrocketed even worse. Like I think like four times or something. It's ridiculous. Which means you got to move to California to get all the cheap housing. <laughs> oh yeah, there's so much cheap housing there still. No, take I, those old houses. I California is expensive from what I've heard. Like especially in Silicon Valley, like they have all of these. Uh, like you earn like one hundred fifty thousand dollars working at like Uber and Facebook and whatnot. And you watch the, these videos of these of like these coders, and they're like, "Yeah, I earn like two hundred grand a year, but I pay like fifty grand in rent." <laughs> so uh, it kind of it kind of evens out. Um, but now, like back to like the topic of like ethical buying. Um, then you also have like boycotting, which I guess ties into that. Where you, I actually don't know what the term comes from. We have to find that out. Um, but where you deliberately don't buy from a company. Um, and I think there was a, actually a court case on that saying that that was protected under free speech because well, you, how, how could it, how could you force people to buy something? Well, the, the thing is, is like, if you buy something, it, it shows that you support the business. So that in of itself is like freedom of expression. So you can choose to buy something at Target or you can choose to buy something at Walmart. That's your choice. And by buying something, you're expressing your beliefs, basically. Like, I like this company, so I'll give them my money. And um, so a lot of people, I guess, lost their jobs or, I don't know, were on the, on, on the wrong side of some conversations with certain people because they were kind of irked that they spent their money at businesses they deemed to be inadequate. No, I, I mean, you can't force someone to buy something, but you never know. Yeah, that sounds scary. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not just boycotting companies. I mean, and this is something I, I've, I mean, we're seeing it right now with Russian products, uh, with the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Um, you know, obviously massive, massive, massive sanctions are heading towards Russia. Companies all over the world aren't selling Russian products anymore. You're seeing Facebook posts from local bars like, by the way, we're not um, shelving Smirnoff anymore. Uh, you can buy this instead. Wait, was that actually Russian? I, I, I want to say I heard something that Smirnoff isn't actually Russian and people just assume it is, but I didn't look into that. So I don't know for sure. I would have to. I didn't actually think Smirnoff was Russian. I just assumed it had a Russian name. Um, but that's <laughs> I don't drink a lot of Smirnoff. I can't remember the last time I actually had it. Um, but but this becomes a tricky thing. So for the I mean, the people of Russia haven't really done anything wrong, you know. Mm. So by starving their comp their country of resources and uh, wealth. They are suffering. However, if you do buy something from them, you, I mean, it's going to be taxed and that money is directly going towards the government that is, you know, uh, that invaded Ukraine. Mm. So you would be directly supporting that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've bought that many products from like Eastern Europe. Honestly, like there aren't that many here in, in Western Europe, but definitely, I mean, I guess that's also a form of ethical buying and like boycotting, although that was my hand was in yours too, was kind of forced. 
I didn't actually have a say in whether or not I wanted to buy from Russian companies. They just, the government just said we're closing it. <laughs> I didn't have a choice in the matter. Um, n- not that I, I personally, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have bought them anyway, but I, I didn't buy it before the, the whole thing started, the whole conflict. Um, but yeah, I would say sanctions are, like, are a global form of ethical buying. Um, at least on a larger scale. And then, you know, and this is the older, I mean, not it's not old, old, but uh, same thing with China. If you've had problems with the things the Chinese government has done, yeah. from, you know, the Uyghur genocide towards, you know, basically taking Hong Kong back over and everything like that. Yeah, um, Nike got, did you hear about Nike or was it Adidas? I don't think I heard about this. Yeah, so it was a couple months back where they, don't quote me on this, uh, uh, my memory is a bit fuzzy, but they had like a campaign in China saying that they were no longer going to be sourcing, I think it was cotton or wool from a certain region because of the the whole Uyghur situation um, and the uh, education or internment camps, however you want to refer to them. And they got like major backlash from Chinese citizens. And um, like, cause like they were accused of like grandstanding, like moral grandstanding and virtue signaling and all those fancy uh, new age terms. So yeah, but I mean, if you look at like Adidas or at like Nike or Apple or Microsoft, any of those companies, I mean, I mean, everyone knows how the things are produced just i don't think anyone cares unfortunately or at least not enough because everyone still buys them right well i mean it's one of those things if you even if you care buying shoes and clothes the option for the options for truly ethically sourced clothing is almost non-existent even if i i remember seeing something about a company like in the north like in maine or something they like found a loom, restored it, and they were good. They were like having an old loom worker teach a young guy how to use it to make their own clothes. Oh, that's cool. E- so at that point, okay, that's great. It's probably expensive also, but that's mm-hmm. fine. Where are they getting the materials? Yeah. Are they getting it from like, you know, is it like wool and, you know, stuff from local um, animals? Maybe. <laughs> but eh, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, true. You have a very valid point. At a certain point in the chain, it kind of breaks down. Like there's no, there's no denying that. Um, also, and, and I thought you were going to say this, but you didn't. It's incredibly expensive to buy ethically. Oh yeah, super expensive. It's very And, and it's expensive to um, like, even like we're saying it was either Nike or Adidas saying they're not going to buy cotton from China anymore. And they're getting backlash from that and boycott. Like, Hey, sometimes having principles is expensive. And that's why there's so many evil companies out there because when the goal is make money at all costs, you're willing to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't put their, their money where their mouth is. So it's, yeah, it's incredibly infuriating. And I would almost consider ethical buying a form of luxury, to be honest. Like, I'm not going to fault a family, uh, I don't know, a single mother with kids who goes to Walmart and buys t-shirts that are super cheap 
that have probably been made unethically because that's all she can afford, you know, but true. Mm -hmm. And it's not, and it's not even always a money thing. Yeah. Say you can go buy, you can go to the store and you can buy a small frozen family meal if it's two to Mm. four people for like seven to 10 bucks. So not super cheap, but not really expensive either. It's probably got meats, vegetables, you know, relatively balanced for Mm. a frozen meal. Or you can probably go and buy the raw ingredients for that and make something a little better and probably a little better for you for the same price. Are you going to go home and spend an hour or two making that? Do you have the time for that? Yeah. And then you got to think about where where the tomatoes come from and and the lettuce and and the the onions. (laughs) Those are often uh, harvested by undocumented people who are underpaid. So yeah, it, and then the com- then the comment is like, well, you could just like grow your own vegetables, and then it goes back to what you just said. Like, who has time for that? Like, no one has time for that. So, I think it's a luxury that a lot of people just can't afford um, to pay a hundred dollars for like two or three t-shirts, knowing that they were ethically sourced, quote unquote. Um, and a lot of companies are starting to like catch on to this, so they have this whole like greenwashing kind of thing going on that's more for the environment or they have like fair trade so they'll put like labels on the product saying like hey this is like ethically sourced and then it turns out they were lying yeah that's you if you're gonna intentionally buy something ethically sourced it's gonna cost more so i think you might as well do a little research to make sure it is actually ethically sourced yeah yeah definitely that's the thing they did with like meat here um where they have uh like either factory farm meat or meat that was made from like local like farmers and they would put like different labels on them so you knew like which ones were coming from like the big industries and which ones were coming from the smaller ones so maybe like you know you'd spend a dollar or two more but the meat would be of better quality but it it turns out you know like a lot of companies just kind of lied or they kind of like fudge the numbers. Um, that, that's I don't trust labels on, on packages at all. I really don't. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, there, there have been documented instances of, <clears throat> you know, so you'll have milk in the US. Yeah. And you'll have, you know, the store brand milk, you'll have the name brand milk, and, the, you know, there might be one other brand in there for some reason. And a lot of those places, because they need, and there might be, you know, a difference between them of like 20 cents, like not much. Mm. And they've had cases where say the, <clears throat> the dairy will have a quota of, we need 1000 bottles of the store brand milk. So they, they get the label machine and they fill up a thousand bottles. They put the store brand label on there. Like, all right, now we need the name brand. And, and it's all the same milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of companies do that too. Is they'll have the expensive brand that'll cost, I don't know, let's say like two or three dollars. And then they'll have like the off brand that'll cost half of that. But it's from the same company. It's like it's literally the same company. And they do that so you know that so you'll buy more from them. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't believe it for a long time. Because I was like, that is too stupid to be a real thing. 
No, it's definitely true. Like I know, and it's you can actually. I, I forgot how it is in the U.S., but here they have like a lot of barcodes, um, or for like um, like agricultural products like eggs or meat or dairy, they have um, like a number system where you could actually see where it was produced, like in what region and what date from like from which like farm, and you can correlate the numbers and you can see that both of these products even though they say they're from different labels, it's actually the same company because you can't lie on that kind of label. Like that's, that's illegal. Yeah. Um, That's, that's awful. I know. One thing I will say, and I would encourage is when it comes to ethically sourced goods, I Mm. think it's good to do it for luxury goods, non-essentials. Like um, I have family who will buy, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's this really good brand of chocolate mm-hmm. and it's kind of expensive, but it's ethically sourced and it's really good, like really good chocolate. Like the kind of thing where if you're going to buy chocolate, you might as well treat yourself and like really buy chocolate, you know? Uh, yeah, but I don't think you have like a, like a choice in the matter um, when you buy uh, stuff oh, like yeah. that essential i mean if you're buying essentials it's different yeah definitely like if you're like a mom going to the store to buy or you know parent going to the store to buy groceries for the week for your kids and there's like the value pack of like four pounds of pork chops for like 10 bucks Mm. nobody's thinking about where those pork chops came from that's just a deal yeah yeah that's definitely one of the problems when like if you buy more expensive products you're generally willing to uh like spend more money on them anyway so i don't really see the harm in doing that but if you once you get to essentials i mean they're essentials for a reason so how are you going to you know like spend more money on that and then of course there's you know environmental purchases uh so a few years back for it was either birthday or Christmas, I was given a Keurig, a coffee maker, you oh, know, wow. with the K cups and everything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't use it much for a long time. It was, it was like a sometimes thing. I bought a Costco sized uh, thing of this Hawaiian coffee that took me years to get through. Now, now I go through it like crazy, but for a while I wasn't using it. And I, I, I just mentioned it in passing in a group chat one day. And someone was like, why do you hate the environment so much? Get a reusable one. Uh, like, yeah, I had a coffee machine where you had the capsules too, to where you would, uh, yeah, you just put them in and you'd have like instant coffee. But it was so much waste. Like it was so much plastic. Like, oh my God. And so we eventually spent uh, probably like triple on like a an auto a cafe, a coffee machine to where you just pour the beans in it would like pour you a cup so you just throw the beans away or you can actually we don't throw them away we recycle them because it's uh you know we have compost here right so i mean and that's a good thing to do honestly for me it never even occurred to me and i feel bad about that <laughs> so i i ordered a reusable one because we had a bunch of coffee grounds around here nobody was using so i started doing that here and then when I started my office job a little over a year ago, there's a, a Keurig at the office there. I don't have time to like, you know, 
break out the reusable, change out the internals, you know, make a mess spooning grounds. Yeah, like, I tried I just, that. I just, I just have cake ups again, and I don't feel good about it. But it's, it's kind of a that or nothing. Yeah, situation. I had the situation too where you could use like reusable ones, but uh, that was it was such a hassle. It really was. So eventually, I just stopped doing it, and we just bought like a regular filter coffee machine and um it was pretty bitter but yeah that's i guess that would be also kind of like a luxury you know coffee i don't know if that's an essential i mean it is for me yeah i mean it it is a drug and it is habit forming so my my go-to every day at work is i clock in go to the break room um fill my mug up halfway with coffee because i have a really tall like metal uh, kansas city chiefs metal cup <laughs> fill it halfway up and then i go over to the water machine turn it to hot fill it all the way up with hot water i'm not really an americano fan but i'm more just thinking of it as stretching out the coffee i have yeah i did I'll drink the same. it i'll drink it in about an hour or two refill it one more time same thing and then water for the rest of the day I was doing three for a while and uh, started to feel kind of sick with that much caffeine in me. Yeah, I tried. I water my coffee down. Um, but before we get too into coffee and we're kind of nearing the end, I guess um, a, a lot of people make like like you said, too, a lot of people make the comment, well, you know, you can never truly buy ethically or there's exploitation everywhere in the whole system. so. Like, why bother? Um, I think it's just good to keep in mind that you should at least, like, do your best, you know, do your due diligence of where the parts come from, how they're sourced, um, and try to reduce your impact as, as much as you can. Because I think that's, uh, that's all you really can do is minimize your impact. I don't think it's possible to get to, like, zero, you know, like a, like a zero exploitation. Um, it, it's, it's hard. And... I know this is the company that comes to mind because I bought from them before. Um, there is a website called CrowdCow where they do, um, they sell meat. And when you buy meat from them, their, their idea is like, you know, high quality and sourcing. So wherever you buy from, you get like the name of like the ranch in the country, all those things. Mm -hmm. And they say that the way they run their company is completely carbon neutral and the packaging they send you. Um, I didn't get to do it because when I ordered it, it was as a gift for someone. So they got to do it, but you can take it out back with a garden hose and spray it and it just like liquefies. Huh? So that's pretty cool. And, but again, what, what are they calculating carbon neutral off of? Are they calculating yeah. carbon neutral with or without all the animals? I think it's with, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of marketing. It, it it really takes a lot of research to really know: Am I doing the right thing? Have I really bought something that's that has been ethically made? Um, and you, you got to pay attention to the tricks, you know. And there's a lot of playing with the language, um, and a lot of like legalese <laughs> that makes it feel like you're doing something really good when when in reality you're not. So. But I would leave that with everyone, you know, like food for thought is that if you're really interested in buying ethically or having stuff that's ethically sourced is that you 
do your own research. Um, I try to do my best. I don't really buy that much um, anyway. But when I do, I usually buy from companies I know, or would at least I would like to believe that they are ethically sourced from the research that I've done myself. So. Right. I mean, all I think people can ask you to do is try. And honestly, yeah. even if you just like in your entire lifetime, you make one different purchase. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's one purchase, you, one better purchase you wouldn't have made before. So yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. With that being said, thanks so much for listening and see you next time. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in, in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.